Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble On. This voice is the voice of Marcus Christopher Speller. You'll be pleased to know that I am joined by Luke Aaron Moore. What a treat to have the big dog himself in the studio. It's not the studio. We're in our homes recording remotely. But you're here, Luke. You're here. Yes, I am. And um, if, um, I'm, if the listeners are, are kind of picking up on this, I feel safe and warm hearing Marcus's <laughs> voice just like you do. So we're all in the same lovely boat here, skippered by the man himself. Oh, God bless you. Now, today we've got a slightly different feature to what we've uh, had previously on Ramble On. We've got one which I have dubbed Fantasy Season Ticket, where nice. I ask Luke Moore... If he had three or more, I think you've gone for three today, Luke, season tickets, you, could, you, you can pick a season ticket for a side and watch them for a season and you, and you live there. I suppose you could visit, actually, but, but well, you, you interpret it how you will, I suppose. Um, you can pick three season tickets for three clubs. You can go and watch them for a season and, and we're going to discuss your choices, why you've chosen them, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, Luke, who would your first season ticket be? For. Well, I think that because we start before we started recording, you very knowingly yeah. pulled the eyebrow out and said to me, <laughs> "I know what one of yours is." And I said, "I'd be surprised if you can guess more than one, but you might better guess one." So why don't you have a go first and see if you can guess? Napoli. Incorrect, actually. Oh, okay. I'm out of ideas then. They didn't make the cut. I'm surprised. Uh, I thought you. I thought Naples had, had charmed you. It had, and um, it would. I'd be very, very happy if Naples if it was Napoli, if Napoli had that thrust upon me, for example, and it probably would have been my fourth choice. I see. Um, but I didn't make it. And the reason I didn't make it is because I wanted to, I, I arbitrarily chose two British Isles ones and one European one. The European the, Okay, so I think you might have gone for a German side. I've gone for Dortmund for my European yeah, one. Yeah, okay. So oh, my I first selection that. is Borussia Dortmund. Right, okay. And the reason for that, and the reason it edges it over... Um, over Napoli is because I've been fortunate enough to visit both mm-hmm. uh, is because I really liked the atmosphere and the camaraderie and the social aspect of the Dortmund time, the time I visited Dortmund, which I think trumped the Napoli. I don't think the atmosphere is quite the same in mm-hmm. that way in Napoli. It's a different kind of feel. Napoli's a lot very, very exciting and actually quite edgy and, and interesting for, for a number of different reasons. But I just chose Dortmund because when I went there, I was there with our friend Andy Russell and uh, one or two others, and um, you know just the sheer amount of people having a great time, the 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 air of positivity around the, the stadium, and the ease, all the usual kind of German cliches, the ease of travel there, and how well organised things are, and how I mean the yellow wall was like unlike anything I've ever heard inside the stadium. So all the, all the reports are true, is what you're saying. I think so. I think so. I, th- I think um, you know you're probably talking about. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how to accurately guess this, but I would say you're talking about the high tens of thousands of people in a great mood, having a few beers before the game <laughs> and a lovely time with a, with an atmosphere of overwhelming positivity before you go into the stadium. Then in the stadium, um, I mean, before, you, before I say anything, I wasn't on a... Uh, Kind of jolly. I was. I mean, I wasn't a jolly, but I wasn't in some kind of executive box. I was in this. I was in the stadium. Yeah. Right next, to the, fairly close to the yellow wall, and I wanted to record a piece of audio for Andy, and it was almost impossible because the <laughs> yellow wall was so loud. So it had kind of everything, and I like Germany as a country anyway. I love visiting there. I love their kind of outlook. I love their setup. I like. Um, I just like. I just like German football generally. So I chose Dortmund because I thought for a season, it would be great. Because they've historically also been, they've got a little bit of that jeopardy about them. They kind of 
get to the final hurdle and occasionally fail, mm-hmm. which I think is appeal- appealing to me and my mentality and, and being being British. But they also play some pretty good football. They have some excited young players, uh, exciting young players, great branding, great merch. Oh, yeah. I love all. The, I love it all, really. Yeah, and I think, I think also as well when they they have often failed at the final hurdle, as you say, but they have won a fair few trophies. Exactly. And if you're there, if it was a season where they did win the league or they did win the cup or something Massive. like that, it would be memorable because. If you if you go and watch Bayern Munich for a season, you know you're going to get a trophy, or you're going to see a trophy. And if you don't, yeah. then you're gutted. It's it <laughs> yeah, really you're is. unlucky. Well, it's it's a bit like one of those games where you think, oh, it was a great game. We lost five four. No, if you lose if you lose five four in a game, you're not thinking, oh well, at least it was good for the neutrals. Those games are only good if you win them, and yeah. uh, and, and that's what it would be like with Bayern. You could have a great season where they play good football, but if they if they come up short. Um, What's your outlook on Dortmund then? Jeremy? Well, I think I, <laughs> I suppose I might be one of those people who would go. Nah, it's a bit cliched. It's a bit. It's too hipster, if you see what I mean. It's. It has. I mean, and, and no, it's a fair point because it has. There has been discussion around that. When I was over there, mm. and we were talking to people who know the club well and who've made a career kind of doing things with German football, they would say, you know, they've really hammered this. They've hammed this up. Like, yeah. They've they've really bought into this, you know, and 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 I can see why because they're hugely popular. I mean, you think about the amount of fans they get every week, eighty mm. odd thousand or whatever. You know, they've got to get people to buy into something, so they've yeah. definitely tapped into it for sure. But then, but then it's it is one of those ones where you think, oh, but oh, everyone really likes that band and says they're amazing live. They're so kings I'm... of Leon, aren't they? They are kings of Leon, basically. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, if if everyone says the band is really good and they're amazing live and whatnot. Well, you owe it to yourself to go and see them. Don't dislike them just to be reactionary, just to be contrary. Because mm. if you go along and you think to yourself, oh, yeah, they are, they are. They're pretty good. It's a bit like a tourist destination where you get some people who say, oh, I don't want to go there. It's really touristy. Well, Palais yeah. has become touristy because they're brilliant. That's why. Yeah. Or there's something to see. There's a lot to do there. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of get the point that you, if you don't like huge crowds, then maybe don't go you know, to Disneyland or whatever. Um, yeah. And there may be some little nuggets, but people are always trying to find the little nuggets, the little course. Uh, ones. You know, I remember years ago when people in this country certainly didn't know about Prague because of, you know, former communists and it was off limits and so on. And then people are like, oh my goodness, there's this gem when everybody goes there. But they go there because it's a beautiful place. So I suppose with Dortmund, you say, well, everyone's having a great time. It's brilliant. They play good football. The atmosphere is great. <laughs> Sort of been a bit of a killjoy going. No, I don't fancy that because everyone else fancies it. You know. Yeah, and I think there's definitely an element of people wanting to be too cool for school about it, and mm. I understand it makes me a bit basic choosing them. But I've been there, I had a great time, and I love Germany, and I thought it would tickle the boxes. And I might also, I mean, if we're in this fantasy scenario where mm. I actually support them, then yeah, I might actually get you know a good a good trophy or two out of it, which would be amazing. You know, that's why I instantly decided that I was going to take on board um, my adopted family's. Um, NFL team, the New England Patriots. Straight to the top. It it was a legitimate thing to do. (laughs) I I had no excuses to make for it. I didn't have to apologise for it and they always win stuff. I was going to say. Brilliant. This is a complete departure from me normally. Yeah, but I don't begrudge, I wouldn't begrudge a Portsmouth fan that. In the same way, a friend of mine supports Hibs and he's married a Mexican girl and her family all support Club America, who are one of the big sides in Mexico. So he's been to the Azteca, <laughs> you know, watching them play. And he's like, well, it's a bit different from Easter Road. And, yeah. uh, and he was like, oh no, I'm, I'm like a glory hunter now. And I thought, well, fair play to you, mate. Yeah, I, I just I just didn't want to, um, I just didn't, I, I want to embrace it and embrace the culture and, and people will be rude about American culture and say there isn't any culture. And I massively disagree. Yeah, well, that's I, I just want, not true. Yeah. I wanted to embrace it and, and get involved, and so that's why I did it. So, but part of the reason that 
Yeah, I just I just have a really great memory about about visiting Dortmund, as I do Napoli, to be fair. But mm-hmm. it's partly because we're all stuck in our ha- in our homes at the moment at yep. the time of recording, and anything seems good at the moment. You know, I mean, I'd happily I'd happily traipse back from the Seven Sisters yep. tube station yep, yep, like, yep. to Spurs, which is the worst thing <laughs> oh, about dreadful. going to Spurs. You know, dreadful. Um, I'm surprised though you haven't mentioned any of the culinary delights that you can get at German football matches. It's sausages, yep. it's pretzels. Yep. It's, uh, I mean, Dortmund have got like a 20-yard-long pick-and-mix, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the food, and, and you can also drink a beer, which is great. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not somebody who drinks to excess very often, so... <laughs> to I excess? Like, I don't, but I, like, I, do like, I do like a beer per half, yeah. which I think is entirely reasonable. What would be excess I, at a football match? Every... Some people, I mean, you know, you know as well as I do, people will start as early as they can, drink as much as they can, right? True. I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to bring binge drinking into it, but I, what I do love about German football is you've got the sausage and you've got the the curry, and they've put the two together, and curry you think burst. to yourself, you think exactly. to yourself, why on earth didn't we not think of that? You know, yeah. we love yeah, no, in this country, amazing. we love a sausage, yeah, and we love in curry. Place you should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah. but the English thing, people so, going there, going, what? I t- what? What have you got next? Like, <laughs> and a crumpets in dipping crumpets in tea or something, you know? Like, what, Fish uh, and chips crumble. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, say the, the 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 point about the beer at football is is I, mean, I don't want to labour it too much because it's probably a bit dull. But just to give you my position on it for mm. those listening, like I like a beer when I watch the football. I'm I'm someone who likes to partake in a nice cold beer when I'm watching the football. But I have no interest in being banned from drinking beer when I'm watching football mm. and running down the tunnel. Yep. at half time and, and pouring a whole pint down my neck as quick as I can in 15 minutes to get back out of the head it's not enjoyable to me mm-hmm. like, so I don't bother drinking when I'm watching football in England because I can't yeah. so I'm not going to I'm not going to circumvent it by going to the pub for four beers beforehand chucking two down my neck at half time for the sake of it I mean there's no point that's yeah. not why I'm doing it so uh, in Germany you can do that yeah I, I mean I should say though ladies and gentlemen if Luke did want to do that he could he is a dab hand at a straw pedo anyway uh, let's <laughs> move on I can hold my own let's, I can hold my own <laughs> let's move on to your second season ticket it's a good start Bruce Dortmund Bold thank start. you so the second one's a curveball you're not gonna you're gonna you're gonna be upset with so me, you've really. clearly chosen a Scottish side well I have but that's not coming till later okay okay we'll save that you get last. even more upset with me <laughs> 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 no no so basically my second my second um, my second choice is uh, Southampton you really yeah yeah just want to see the misery see what the enemy's doing <laughs> I quite, fancy, I quite fancied being an undercover agent as a kid, so I'd like to go there, I'd like to monitor, I'd like to gather as much information as possible, uh-huh. and then I'd like to hand it over in a, in a full and firm debrief back in Portsmouth <laughs> at the end of the season, and give them the intel and the information they need. Petty. So beautifully <laughs> petty. What do you think about that? I think I know I like it, actually. I think that's very you. I think... Uh, what would be... So if you could... If we could get, so if we could give you that season ticket for this year, we got special dispensation for the Premier League, yeah. Uh, and you were there, and of course there was no other crowds. Then it would be great to hear you kind of laughing in the background, <laughs> uh, you know, when the when the when the ninth goes in. Hey, have it again. <laughs> I think I, I think I would I think I would um, sit through a whole season of Southampton mm. just to be in a position where I could be undercover and no one knew. And amongst it, when they lost nine 0 at home, yeah. I mean, because because we are defined by our rivalries to an extent. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, look, if I'm going to just joke on the side for a moment, I don't actually have any kind of thing that I would think say comes anywhere near even approaching hatred for a rival team. It's not my thing. Well, you're not a nasty um, man. I don't think anyone no, would suggest you. you were. 
Thank you very much. Well, a lot of people do suggest Iron Man. Yeah, well, quite a lot, but but yeah. thank you very much for saying that. But since, particularly since I moved away up to London, so I've been in London for fifteen odd years mm. now. The local aspect of the rivalry isn't something that kind of hits home with me as much. Sure. And I think I was much more passionate about Portsmouth doing well when I used to watch them a lot than I was about really what Southampton was doing. I I did I did used to um there used to be a thing there at Fratton Park. I'm not sure they've still got it because I haven't been for a, a year or so. But um they used to have this little betting um sort of little hut in, in under the north stand mm-hmm. and what something that was always a bit of fun to do was they had this great little bet you could do just just put a couple of quid on it and it would be dream weekend nightmare weekend and they'd price it up right <laughs> so like Portsmouth that. wins so to lose your dream weekend yeah and then vice versa <laughs> so we always used to bet on the dream weekend mm. uh, which is quite funny but um, yeah so I think it'll be fun to go over there and see what it's all what about was, I'm, I'm, give us an example of a bet you put on can you remember what when I in the bet was no it was it, it, so that specific bet would be the dream weekend would be Portsmouth win and Southampton lose yeah but would there be particular score lines or would you go into oh, that you could do that detail? but no not just for that one that was just a win and a loss for them oh, okay, and then okay, vice okay, versa okay. for the nightmare weekend because a lot of people would emotionally yeah, yeah, sure. think if I bet on Portsmouth to lose they'll probably win yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and so um, but you could do anything so I remember I remember the dream weekend I remember they they do a special <laughs> they do a special honestly they would do a special where I think they would just pick out a random bet. And it would be a local betting company or whatever. And one of them was Lee Bradbury. Do you remember Lee mm, Bradbury? Just to, to score a hat trick, and he did. Blimey. And I bet on it, and I think I ended up winning the grand total of like forty-five pounds or something, which was like at the time was like, wow, this is amazing. So yeah. I was only about nineteen at the time. So, uh, but it, I would like to. Um, so I've been at Fratton Park when Portsmouth have beaten Southampton at Fratton Park, which is mm. obviously amazing. Um, but but I would like to go along and see what the just to understand the Southampton fans. See what they're like. I've got a few friends who support Southampton, mm-hmm. so I could hang out with them. And I thought, why not? Why not? But It'd be something you, a bit different. Would there be a bit of a worry though that if you went there and you thought actually they're all a, they're a decent bunch, they're better behaved than the Portsmouth fans, the atmosphere is actually quite good. They're doing currywurst as well. <laughs> would you be like, oh no, I, I I quite like it actually? Would you then sort of think, oh, you know, I'll just I'll make the simple swap. Do you know what they say when you go undercover? Remember one thing: <laughs> who you are. Because <laughs> no otherwise, the large could get blurred. But they'll never get blurred with me, mate. No, I do. I one do like blue. I do like it. You know, a, pe- a petty football rivalry is quite a good thing. I, I mean, I remember being in. Uh, you're talking of the, the dream weekend. I remember being in in the QPR. I was about to say the QPR end. It was at Loftus Road. It's most of it's QPR end. And they were singing, you know, West London is singing the blues when Rangers win and Chelsea lose. Oh, Rangers, we're singing the blues. And right. I thought to myself, yeah, like, Chelsea have no idea this is going on. No, but, they you know, But they're absolutely bagging the drum for that. And there so. was definitely a time when Southampton didn't care about what Portsmouth were doing. Yeah. Because, that, I mean, Portsmouth were, I mean, for the majority of my youth, they were struggling at the bottom of the second tier and Southampton mm. were always really a Premier League club. Um, so Never won the top flight though, have they? No, they haven't. They haven't. Portsmouth and has. And when was the last time they won the FA Cup? Was it the seventies? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But st- aren't they still in it at the moment? Which always gives me a little bit of nerves. <laughs> but honestly, if they're still in that quarterfinal stage, I'm, I can't relax. <laughs> I think. I think. I think you'll be okay. Uh, yeah. The near one. Well, they got the final. Was it uh, 03? Something Beaten like that. Beaten by Arsenal, were they? Perez with a goal in the final. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Your final season ticket. So I've gone for a Scottish team. Yep. But I've gone this one. I've gone for a little bit different because I've gone for it for probably more the reasons for how I would like my life to pan out as I move through the summer of my life into the autumn of my life, uh-huh. I would... It's got to like... be Aberdeen. No, it's not Aberdeen. Do you oh, know why? Okay. And, and the thing is, the reason it's not Aberdeen, and, and so for those who don't know, 
if you go back far enough, I'm only talking kind of great grandfather level. Both my mum and dad's family are Scottish, right? Yeah. So my mum's, so my grandmother is Scottish yeah. on my mum's side, and my father's grandparents were Scottish. So yeah. all my great grandparents were Scottish, right? So, so, um, I and and and, and no, most of my family are from Aberdeen, as mm-hmm. you've just alluded to there, and I've said this before on the show. But the problem with Aberdeen is it's an absolute fucking nightmare to get to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's miles away from anywhere, and it's it's not. I don't want to be disrespectful. It's not the most beautiful part of Scotland. And as my granddad always says, it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. Yeah, right. Only Scottish so, city I've never been to. Okay, right. Well, it's um, yeah, it is. It's, it's of a type of city. So, but but Marcus, as you as you know, I think because I've probably told you this before, I um. I would quite like to retire in Scotland. Mm. So I'd like to spend some time perhaps living on the, probably towards the west coast of Scotland, maybe southwestish Scotland, but not too far south and not too far north. And uh, I'm particularly, my wife and I are particularly enamoured with uh, the Loch Lomond and the Trossachs National Park, right? So I went there last year. Beautiful place, beautiful. Yes, lovely, right? And um, I've always really liked the idea of being a really dedicated like season ticket supporting mm-hmm. a fan of a, of a kind of really low level, unglamorous grassroots where you can really get involved. Here club, we go. Right? So I've decided to use hip. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so I, I chose for this yeah. and I've not thought about a huge amount. So I'm sure people can kind of correct me if I've made all sorts of errors about this. I chose, I've actually chosen Dumbarton. Dumbarton. Yeah. Right. So they're kind of. Go tell the Dumbartons. They're kind of just between nice part of the River Clyde uh-huh. and on the north, you've got Loch Lomond, right? So they're really nicely situated. Um, and I just think it would be, if I was to live in, I'm just imagining this now, mm. I think I'd quite like to have, I'd like to own my own little bookshop, right? Bookshop, I'd eh? like to, Yeah, I'd like to live there. Like I'd like to run a little bookshop. And every weekend, I'd like to take that drive from Loch Lomond and Trossachs down sort of southwest, weave my way through a beautiful drive past Loch Lomond and come to Dunbarton every other Saturday and they've got a lovely little stadium. Mm-hmm. Beautiful it is in the terms of the picturesqueness of it. And, yeah. And, and and I'd like to spend the season there. I think I love. I lo- also love the Scottish sense of humour. I know what you're going to say. They're going to take the piss out of you because you're English and they're going to be mean to you and all this other stuff. But I think it will be a lovely old time. Well, and they're terrible, by the way. They're yeah, they'll they'll take the piss out of you and all the rest of it because I'll phone ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not mean- spellers, mate, are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Uh, now you say my name and you'll be fine. I mean, Greenock's not far from there. Clyde Bank as well, but but, yeah, but Greenock's on the other side of the Clyde. It, isn't it? it is, it is, and obviously yeah. Clyde Bank, perhaps too close to Glasgow, maybe, and, uh, and all that. I thing. love Glasgow, but I don't know if I want to live there. No, I so... don't, from what you were saying, I think you've I think you've picked very very wisely. I thought you might choose. Um, Oh, what are they called uh, the, the side who could never win a game um, oh Fort William Fort William yeah yeah but Fort, Fort William's a beautiful beautifully situated mm-hmm. obviously in the shadow of Ben Nevis and, and and all the rest of it but for, for me and I'm not, I don't mean to dis, dis, disrespectful here Fort William isn't a town I've been particularly enamoured with so it's not I don't think it's that nice a town um, and people will say well Dunbarton's not nice either but for me it's more about travelling to Dunbarton in a nice little half an hour drive or whatever it would be to go there, the nickname is the Suns as well, which I quite like. That is nice. Yeah, so uh, they're, 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 I think they're a Scottish League One side at the moment. So mm. kind of nothing, nothing too glamorous. Mm. Um, but you feel like I feel what I think a lot of people are feeling, particularly at the moment, not just because of the pandemic and not, but but more because of the way football's going generally. I don't know if you feel this way, Marcus, but is that people are starting to feel that they don't have a stake or an ownership mm. or a 
part of being a club a fan of a club and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people going and supporting non-league teams and stuff now Yeah, and I'm not saying suggesting Dumbarton are a non-league team because they're not but if you look at where they play you look at the type of club they are you might better kind of have a little bit of um, involvement and feel like you have a little bit of ownership of it and and to me it's not about the team winning every week I don't care about that I, I want to go and along you know with 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 the wife and and have a have a good time and and maybe take any kids there and and it would just mm-hmm. be nice to feel so close to the football and I, I have really enjoyed going to places like Peckham Town and Dulwich Hamlet mm-hmm. and and Bromley and places around me where you just feel like much more connected with it right so that's kind of the motivation as long as alongside it being up in Scotland and being a picturesque place yeah, no, I think it's a good choice. But you're right, though. I think when you take all the pressure off football and you're there and if they win, it's sort of a bonus. I think actually people are quite liking that at times and you take away all the sort of the glitz and the glamour and, and the money. But interestingly, though, um, I went to Dulwich Hamlet once to do a little piece and I asked, oh, I don't know how many people, I don't know, 10 to 15 people, maybe more. Um, that doesn't sound like a huge sample. In fact, no, it must have been more than that. You probably... I don't know, 20 people, something like that. You didn't want to ask every single person in the stadium. <laughs> you let yeah, them watch the football. But you asked those who seemed to be uh, up for having a little chat to you. And I said, you know, do, do you support another side? Also had Premier League sides, all of them. Spurs fans, Chelsea fans, right. Manchester United, all that. And I said, you know, why do you uh, come along here to watch it? And for all the reasons you've just mapped out there, Luke. And I said, okay, fast forward 5, 10, 12, whatever. Dulwich Hamlet. Would you want them to go through the gears, go through the seat, the teams, and maybe they're a League One or a Championship side, yeah. and you're not allowed to drink on the terraces, you're not allowed to walk up the other end and watch them shoot into the goal that they're going to be playing in in the next half and all that kind of stuff. Would you want that? Would you want them to become what we know as a League One or a Championship side, and that's the success that goes with it? And I think about 19 out of the 20, all but one said. Now, yeah, I think I would want them to progress. They wouldn't want it to stay there because they always want that success. Right. That's interesting to me because I wouldn't, I wouldn't share that view. Mm. But it so surprised for me, me. I, think, I think it's the players and the manager's job mm. to do that. I think the fans' job is to support the team. Well, of I course, was, you want them to win. but it, I was really uh, surprised. I thought a lot of people would say, or, or would be quite ambivalent, going, yeah, whatever, they, whatever happens, whatever they do, I'm, I'm here to support them, as you, as you sort of say there. But, but a lot of them said... Yeah, no, I think I would. I think I would really like that. And you think, but you realise then they become not quite. It's unlikely they'll become an Arsenal or a Spurs, but they they edge towards that thing that you've kind of sought to get away from. Yeah, and and, and I, my fandom of the sport has developed over the years, and in, in and it's now quite different to what it used to be. So, I I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say I don't care who wins games mm-hmm. because I find myself watching a big game or an exciting game and, and naturally almost instinctively pulling for what I want to happen. And I'm sure that's a, a reaction that most people listening would be able to kind of relate to. But to me, I'm much more interested in the stories and the people involved and the players. And I really genuinely get like a lot of enjoyment out of watching a post-match interview after a really big result or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the manager doing here? Like, why is he saying what he's saying? You know, what's, is it really transparent? Is yeah. it really obvious? And, and so... Well, Dumbarton are never off the telly. You'll absolutely yeah. love it there. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and the, but but, I, but I, I think to be able to experience that at a far closer level when the stakes are lower and people have got other things to worry about is interesting. And, and I, I, to me, if, if, um, if I started to go and support, probably my, my closest team to my house is probably... Peckham Town, right? So if I if I started 
like following them and and passionately supporting them, would I want them to become a league club? Probably not. Mm. I probably wouldn't. But then that's well, probably because I feel like I've done that before. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, it's a bit like with Fulham. When when Fulham go down to the Championship, the tickets are a bit cheaper and they play better football because they yeah, can. Well, that's you know, it, it is yeah. a consolation. Do I want Fulham to get relegated? No, of course not. But if they do, but then it's I'm not the I, end of the world. Yeah. But then I suppose I'm not invested because I came a little bit later to the party to other people. So, but another example of that, Marcus, would be there was a guy I can't remember which club it was. Now it might have been Bromley, mm. might have been. They got promoted to an, a higher level, which then meant that you couldn't drink beer in view of the pitch. Yeah, and there's a, there's a few old boys who'd sit in the same spot mm. and they've been doing it for fifty years. Yeah. And it was their thing. And all of a sudden they couldn't have a beer while they're watching yeah. a game. It can't be right. It can't be right that you can't. That's not. That's taking. That's taken like a really important thing away from someone's life. Yeah. So, so all these things have to be taken into account. But anyway, Dortmund, Southampton, Dumbarton. I'll probably end up not going to Southampton after a couple of games. I'll be totally honest. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, two out of three ain't bad. And I think people who underestimate what lengths I'll go to to try and get a rise out of you on a show have now shown how stupid they are. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely old job. Well, thank you very much for listening to Ramble on everybody. Thank you, Luke Moore. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been lots of fun, as ever. It's been a pleasure. All right, we'll see you next week for another episode. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.